for all the news you need to know. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. want to say happy Tuesday to you guys. Hope that everyone had a great <clears throat> holiday. And, uh, if you were celebrating Christmas, hope that you, uh, everything went well. Hope you got everything that your little heart desired. But if you didn't get anything else, you know, you got a new day uh, to get things right, get things in order. And so tonight, folks, we are doing our last show for 2016. And so after that, we're going to take a little break, and we're going to kick back after the new year uh, with some fresh shows, some fresh guests, and uh, we're just going to do 2017 in a very, very great way. I know a lot of folks have mentioned, um, you know, 2016 is really going out roughly uh, with a lot of things happening, a lot of great um, of, of people who have passed away um, this year and things that have transpired in all of our lives and so forth. And so hopefully we all can manage to find the, the brighter side, the happier side of things and push on through uh, the 2017. But um, tonight, folks, I'm excited. We got a special guest joining us, and uh, he's more like family. Uh, he's uh, been with us since uh, Anthony. Anthony and I started the Anthony and the B-Fly show, uh, wow, uh, a long time ago. And so tonight, you guys, we have special guest um, author Larry Miller in the building, you guys, tonight. And we're going to be talking about his book, uh, which is excellent, by the way. It's called Navigating Relationships. Managing the Ups and Downs. And so we're going to be talking about that this evening, you guys. We're going to be talking about different little things he shares uh, within this book. Um, And so tonight, you guys, if you're married, if you're single, if you're dating, if you're in a relationship, um, if you're thinking about marriage and all those great things, this is the show for you. Why? Because Larry talks about all of that and more in this book, you guys. So get that pen, paper, or if you got that tablet, you know, up to date, take those notes um, on the things that will be shared this evening, you guys. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break, but we're going to come back and we're going to welcome um, our guest, and he's going to tell you um, all about himself, and we're going to get into this awesome book tonight. But 
at any time you might have a question or a comment um, or so share some things that you may have experienced in relationships or, or marriages and, and or dating, all those things. Uh, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139. Or you can download our mobile app. That's YRN1328. That's your radio network, uh, which the Beautiful Butterfly Show is a part of the awesome network. Um, so you guys make sure you go and support that as well. So, if you're out there, sit back and relax, and we're going to come back with more with our special guest of the evening, you guys, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2. And Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his work available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. Are you looking for something to read that would take you to another place in time? Well, check out T.M. Brown's five-star rated book, Struggles of the Women Folk. This is the story of Georgie. She is a young black girl growing up in the 1940s in a small rural town in Virginia. It is a time of prejudice and poverty. Life is hard for Georgie, and she dreams of better life. She experiences great loss, betrayal, and heartache. She loses friends and family, as well as the love of her life. And still, she remains strong. Tim Brown's signature writing style is captivating in this emotional and inspiring story that has a gritty dialogue. You will find it difficult to stop reading once you begin. Purchase your copy today on Amazon.com. BarnesandNoble.com or through her website www.authortmbrown.com Again, that's www.authortmbrown.com Please show your support for this emerging Queen Sister author. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. And as I stated earlier in the broadcast tonight, we're welcoming author Larry Miller. Um, Larry D. Miller is a Chicago native. Uh, for over 20 years, he has worked as a call supervisor for a national crisis hotline. Uh, Larry is a husband, father, and author. 
In addition to this book, um, he has written many articles and blogs on the ups and downs of relationships. It is his belief that communication is the key to having a successful relationship. Uh, Larry writes on topics that stem from dating to marriage and the issues of managing family and personal growth. He is also interested in writing on social justice and social consciousness. Uh, Larry's writing style is a conversational one-on-one approach with the goal to provide information, support, and options with an occasional twist of humor. So I'm excited, you guys, to welcome the author of Navigating Relationships, Managing the Ups and the Downs. Larry, you there? Yes. Hi, d How are you? I am doing fantastic. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How was your Christmas? It was wonderful. How was yours? It was nice. It was quiet. It was it was a nice day. Awesome, 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 awesome. And uh, you guys haven't gotten bombarded with a bunch of snow yet, have you? No, actually, it's been pretty mild. We had like 40, 40 degree temperatures here. Nice, so that's, that's nice. Like a, that's like a mid a midsummer's day in Chicago. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Well, we definitely welcome you to the show tonight. Thank you for coming on here and joining me this evening. I definitely appreciate it. Well, I thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, um, I did um, tell the folks a, a, a bit about yourself, but I wanted to know uh, what made you, because I know you also write articles and blogs, uh, pertaining to relationships and other topics, but what made you decide that you actually wanted to kind of put all this together and actually create a book? Well, I mean, I, I've, I've, I like writing about relationships, and uh, most of the articles that I was doing before talking about my first book uh, were centered around, you know, what makes relationships work, what makes them fail, right. and um I also write poetry and short stories. And so after I wrote my first book, uh, I put together a Facebook page, which was a combination of those things, and the book came from that. And it just it just flowed from the things that I put on the page, and I, I just built, it, built the book around that. So if wow, you read it, it's wow. going to talk to you about, <laughs> yeah, it's going to talk to you about, you know, uh, Self-discovery is going to talk to you about, you know, what what uh, you look you're looking for when you're trying to find someone. Uh, it talks about, you know, losing that person. It talks about family. There's a lot in there, and I try to tie it in with one of my short stories or, or one of the poems uh, at the end of each, either at the beginning and end of each chapter. Absolutely, absolutely, and of course. <clears throat> With this book, I, I think that everybody um, is able to get something out of this. And one of the first things that I did want to start on is that I love how in, in the preface of the book, the very beginning you talk about when meeting someone, uh, the first thing to remember is that everyone has a past, including you. Um, and I think it's so important uh, that you put that in there because I almost feel that sometimes we expect the person that, you know, that person, next person that we're beginning to date um, to be perfect. 
and we don't realize that they've had things, you know, that they may have had to work with. And so how do how do we get to the point or 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 what are the steps that we need to take um to make sure that we keep that open mind that people are going to have a past and we're not going to meet that that quote unquote perfect mate yeah i mean that's that's a good question i think that um you going into it if on that first date is is expectations not putting too much mm-hmm. pressure on yourself uh to be perfect uh, you know, to to not stumble over your words or you know say something stupid. Uh, it's part of human nature, and I think that's right. where a lot of us go wrong is that we're trying to impress that person so much that we we don't we don't represent who we really are. Right, right, absolutely, absolutely. And do you think that that oftentimes that when we um, and, and I've had this question from a lot of people who are just getting back in the dating scene, um, and, and I want to hear your suggestions on this. How much should you share uh, in that date, in that beginning dating process? We're going out on dates. How much information about yourself or your past relationships should you, in fact, share? Well, I mean. I don't think you can just come out and just blurt out everything that's ever happened to you. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's, you got to kind of feel your way along. Uh, now, right. well, if, you, if, if you're somebody and you have children, I mean, that's something that should come up. Uh, right. Know, during, during the, the, even on the first date, uh, it, let, it lets someone know up front, hey, this is my life, this is, this is, this is what I'm faced with every day. If you can deal with it, that's fine. If not, hey, I understand. Um, but, yeah, I mean, but to just come out and just say everything there is about you can be overwhelming to, you know, to anybody. Isn't it? You yeah. know, just too much information. I, I really didn't need to know all that right now, and they may scurry away. So take the time. Um, you know, just kind of talk about what. What it is, what it is that that you like to do, what you do for a living, uh, what your family background might be, uh, and mm-hmm. try not to dwell, try not to put talk about yourself so much. Make sure you mm-hmm. you include the other person in the conversation by asking them things about themselves. Right. Because I know a lot of times people are always wondering, you know, how much they should share, if they should share too much. And so do you think that – now, I've heard from, from some of my guy friends that sometimes if if, if women share too much, um, it has a tendency to potentially scare them away from, you know, pursuing them for a, a second or a third date. Yeah, yeah, I, I believe that to be true. Uh, and and – we get into this game playing when when we're dating. Uh, you know, you you run these little tests on people. You know, so maybe you drop a bomb out there. You know, or, or you you let something really that maybe that was serious in the last relationship happen. You know, I was being stalked by my ex boyfriend. Uh, right. And I just left right. a domestic violence situation. Uh, right. You know, something like you know, or and that's that's to see if that person is going to flinch, uh, and and maybe you know, in the day quickly and, and scurry away. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's there may be a little bit much to let loose on the first date. It's, it's something that, you know, that was traumatic that may have happened to you. I mean, it's part mm-hmm. of your story, but you got to take into account that, that 
you are on a first date and, and you don't want to hit somebody over the head with, with you know, some some traumatic news. Right. Absolutely. And, and I think that's, that sometimes that we have to realize, you know, that even if we did have some horrible, horrible things that happened to us in past relationships, um, it's very important also um, that we we heal um, and work on ourselves before getting into a relationship. And in your experience of, you know, talking to people and, and, and writing, um, what have you found that, you know, the issues that can be caused by someone who has not healed from those past relationships or or broken marriages that they've experienced. Well, you mean if they're if they're out there trying to date and they haven't really yeah. healed or, mm-hmm. or you know recovered from that, as that right? So that can be that can be a, a dangerous thing for for that person, you know, because if you're not ready, then you know you, you probably shouldn't put yourself out there. Uh, mm-hmm. You need to take that time to 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 be able to move forward from the issues uh, of your past. Um, mm-hmm. Depending on the relationship you left out of, if it was one that was a long term, you're with the person for a number of years, and you and you've broken up, and you're not really done uh, getting over them, you probably shouldn't be right. out there trying to connect with somebody else. Uh, right. So that's 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 you know a warning to people just. Take your time. Mm-hmm. You're ready to be mm-hmm. out there. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And <clears throat> um, also, uh, and you talk about, um, you know, the when we get into uh, the relationship and you talk about the introduction um, to love, Larry, how does someone determine if they're in fact in love? I sometimes people have that. You know that wandering factor. You know, is is this love, or you know, are they just is it love or like or or some type of infatuation? So, how does someone determine, you know, that they might actually be in love uh, with someone? Well, I mean, that's that's kind of it's up to the individual. People, you hear people say they fell in love at first sight, and uh, I'm, I'm not sure if it, if if that's really love or it's just infatuation. Uh, I think you know you're in love when that person is the first thing you think about uh, in, in, as you wake up and the last thing you think about mm-hmm. at night. It's, it's mm-hmm. that you have so much concern for that person, uh, you respect them, and you can't imagine yourself without that person in your life. Uh, right. You want to, you want them there for, for every joy that you have. You want them there the downs that you may go through to help to, to get you back up and vice versa. You want to be there for them. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one of the things when you can say that, that you're in love. And for you, do you think as far as the process of, of being in love, um, do you think that love um, has a way of kind of blinding us sometimes when we go into situations and we we feel like we're in love with the person, but things are not necessarily right. For instance, uh, we've had uh, people on the show in the past who talked about they were in relationships and things might occur, whether that was um, infidelities or uh, some type of domestic um, abuse or whatever. And so 
they they felt that they were so in love with the person that they weren't able to, you know, see them clearly for for exactly who they were. So do you think love has a way of blinding us from seeing what's truly happening um, in a relationship? Oh, definitely. Um, and it is, and it's not even you know we early love. It's you know when you're with someone for a number of years, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you can be blinded to the things that are happening. Uh, right. You, you may be doing things that you think uh, is the right thing to do, uh, but in essence, you're you're shielding that person uh, away from from what's really happening, and you know, it's 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 not a good thing. I mean, you mm-hmm. you're blind you're blind to the fact of what's really going on and and what the effects can really be. You know, your intentions may be may be the of the utmost you know earnest. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes we we do things that we think is out of love that is mm-hmm. really hurtful to the relationship. Absolutely. So yeah, Absolutely. we can't be we can't be blind to things uh, when you're too close. Absolutely, absolutely agree. And what I want to do is I want to take um, just a little short break when we come back. Um, I, w- I do want to talk about as well, uh, speaking of love, <clears throat> excuse me, about what happens uh, when sex, um, uh, you know, becomes involved in a relationship, what happens when sex occurs and how um, people have talked about seeing the shift and change um, and that happen. Uh, when that is implemented into the relationship. So we're going to talk about that and more, you guys, uh, when we come back right here uh, with more of Larry Miller, you guys, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show.
And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. Tonight, you guys, we are joined by author Larry Miller. You guys, we're talking about his book, Navigating Relationships, Managing the Ups and Downs. And, uh, of course, before the break, Larry, it talks about what happens when sex, uh, you know, becomes a part of the relationship. And I've heard men and women both talk about, you know, oh, man, things were going really well until – you know, um, that that moment of intimacy. And so do you believe, do you think that, um, or in your experience, what kind of shift um, does sex implement, um, especially when people are dating? Um, mm-hmm. w- what kind of shift do you think cre- it happens to create in relationships? Well, for, for, for some people it can make or break the relationship uh, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. Uh, so, some of us put a lot of emphasis on if it's good sex or bad sex, you know, and whether or not we're going to hang around. Uh, I think once you get, you get started, once you get past that and you're, you know, you're into the person, you'll find that sex, sex is a part of it, the most important part. Uh, right. Because when you break everything down, if all you have left out of the what I call the, the cornerstones of, of your foundation, if all you have left is sex, then you didn't really have much. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, for me, your foundation is built on uh, on loyalty, on honor, on respect, uh, and on um, um, I'm sorry, trust. In the center of all of that is faith. Mm-hmm. You notice I didn't have sex in there. <laughs> you break all of that down. Holding, holding all of that together, those cornerstones together, is faith. And without that, you don't have much to stand on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sex is a bonus. You know, if it's good, great. If it's not so good, it's something you can work at. You know, it's it's something you can look at. But if you don't have one of those four cornerstones, then you have bigger issues. 
if I can't trust you, uh, if I don't honor you or respect you, uh, then we, we've got a problem. And so, you know, when you're dating somebody, yeah, sex is, is, is in, in, the, in the, I'm not going to even say the background, it's in the forefront for most men. <laughs> is that we're thinking, yeah, okay, I want to I get to this as quick as I can. And, you know, it can make a negative. If it's not good, then, it, you know, it's like, well, I don't think this is, this is for me. I want to move on. So right. in time, I mean, I think as you get older, that um, we learn to look beyond sex. We look, we look at mm-hmm. those other values more, uh, mm-hmm. especially when you're older and you're out here dating. Uh, yeah, you, you, kind of, you look beyond that. That's some substance. Uh, you want someone that, that you can look at as, you know, not just a partner, but, but somebody as a friend. And, uh, and that's, uh, that's, that's hard to find. Uh, right out here today, I, w- I would not want to be out here today trying to date because it's it's just too complicated right now with you know social media involved and uh, just just everything is is just too crazy right now, and people are just not looking for the same thing. Absolutely, absolutely, and uh, one of the the great things um, that I definitely wanted to talk about. Uh, in your book is that you talk about, um, let's see here, (laughs) you talk about, um, I I love how in the book you also talk about, um, which is one of the great things that I definitely want to get into tonight, was breaking through the walls of emotions um, when it comes to men. And I know right. I have I have talked to girlfriends till wee hours in the morning <laughs> because because of this. You know, things that uh that may have taken place with them, um, and they're like, you know, I'm trying you know, I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with him because oftentimes, you know, if something's wrong with a guy and we ask him simply, Well, what's the matter? The automatic response is nothing. You know, Mm -hmm. but you can tell by the body language or, you know, just their demeanor that there's something else going on beyond that. Why is that, Larry? Why is it that men um, are so hard to pry open, you know, that that window of allowing us to see um, the emotions that they have going on within them? Yeah, and and, and, and I'm glad you brought that up. I did talk about that early on in the book, Uh, Mm-hmm. It starts from, from childhood. It starts as a boy. Uh, the difference yeah. is between what boys are, are taught and what girls are taught. You know, boys are told right. that boys don't cry. Uh, you know, we don't whine. Uh, uh, we don't show our emotions. You suck it up and, and, you, and you move on. And, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that just, you know, it just, it just gets more and more embedded in you as you get older. Uh, and we right. don't learn how to deal with those emotions, you know, when we feel them. Um, and as you said, the most common response, if you ask, you know, I don't know what's going on. Nothing. How, are you okay? Yeah, I'm all right. But is this the way they answer, the body language, as you say, indicates that they know there's something wrong. But you can't just come out and say, well, you know, I'm I'm upset because of what you said the other day you know, that I'm having trouble at work. Uh, we just don't we just don't express ourselves the way uh, that we should because it's hurtful to us when we when we're holding
holding that in because it, it can manifest itself in, in different ways. And, and a lot of times it, it, it's anger. And you end up taking it out on, on people that, you know, don't deserve it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's important that, we, that you know, as men, we learn how to, to channel our emotions, to talk about, you know, what's on our minds um, and and just be honest about it, especially to your partner, because they don't deserve to get the backlash because you're having issues at work or uh, you're you're having some some problems with somebody in your family, and you're taking mm-hmm, it out mm-hmm. now. Absolutely, a lot of a lot Absolutely. of that that it's it's misdirected, misguided anger, and it's not fair. Absolutely, and, and you mentioned about how this is something that you know, specifically in men um, growing up, because they're always taught to be big, strong, macho, don't cry, you know, none of that type of stuff. So do you think that we need to restructure that as far as with our little boys, you know, even in their youth, you know, allow letting them know that it's okay, you know, to show and, and display emotion and even talk about your feelings? I think that that's, that would be... Uh, an important part, it would be a great step for for fathers to take with their sons. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, mothers mothers kind of try and, and let and let their sons know that, you know, it's okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> but dads are more like, no, you know, you don't cry. You know, or, you know, stop, that, you, you stop that crying, you know, wipe your nose. Right, right. Know, wipe the tears out your eyes. <laughs> Uh, but it's important to say, at least to find out why why is your your kid crying? What are they upset about? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And then and try to talk to them about it, uh, and not just shut it down, because you don't realize what the harm that you're doing. Uh, you're mm-hmm. you're you're molding uh, a boy in, into becoming a man, and what you do during that time is going to say a lot about what type of man that he's going to be. So, yeah, I, I think that Absolutely. we do need to be more aware of that. You know, as fathers, we dote on our daughters, you know, they're, they're everything. And sons don't really get that, uh, especially as they get older. I don't I don't think they get it as much. Uh, they, you know, maybe when they're, you know, in their uh, terrible tunes and they're, you know, they're toddlers and, you know, this is my little <laughs> man. But as they get older, it's kind of like, you know, that, that uh, emotion – uh, that emotional right. attachment kind of kind of wanes, you know. Absolutely, and, and maybe it's not absolutely. Due to, yeah, it, it might not be due to you know intentions, but as a father, if you're working, you're busy, you may not be the person that's there is taking them to practices or going up to the school to get their grades, and maybe the mom. So you kind of mm-hmm. you kind of disconnect from them, and and you've got to figure out how uh, to not let that happen. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and you mentioned in here about how relationships are all about navigation, um, something. And, and, and so for you, how did you learn that? How did you learn that, you know, in relationships we have to learn to navigate them? Because I think that for a good bit of us, and it goes back to even what you were saying about men and how they're taught about, you know, taught about their, you know, controlling their emotions and, and all those things. And so I think even for us early on, we identify how we should 
um, handle certain things in relationships based off of what we see, you know, whether that's from our parents, our grandparents, uncles, or whatnot. So we think that how they're handling situations or how they handle situations sometimes is how we should. But how did you personally learn that, you know, in relationships, we, we really have to navigate kind of our own our own path, so to speak, on, you know, what, what works and what doesn't? Yeah, well, for me, growing up, uh, there was, I had a lot of, let's say, negative role models. Yeah, um, right. I learned I learned a lot from mm-hmm. my father what not to do, and, mm-hmm. and I was just telling someone very close to me this the other day that I've done everything I can uh, to not be my dad. Uh, mm. Not that not saying he was a terrible person, but he was a man right, flawed, right. and um, it it was something to watch growing up, watching the turmoil. <clears throat> I can't remember a day that um, that there was not, not conflict in in my family growing up, uh, and mm. I, I always said that I don't want to be like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know mm-hmm. that's better than me, and I've done everything I can. Not to be, not to be that person. Not to, not to be get right. angry about things. Uh, not to, um, not to trample over people's feelings. Not to be that person that everyone is, you know, leery of when you're in the room. Yeah, uh, it's mm-hmm. like you're that person that no one wants to set off. And and that's how my dad was. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> So that 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 helped me. Now I had some positive role models: my grandfather, uh, my my brothers, uh, my my uncles. Well, my uncle. Uh, they set examples for me to as to how I wanted to try and you know be like mm-hmm. them in certain ways. Right. Now they weren't perfect, but I took things from everybody, even from my father. I took things from from everybody to try and shape who I am today. And mm-hmm. it's not perfect, but I think that I'm I'm a better person because of it. Uh, right. You just, you know, you, you just have to try. I always try to do the right thing. Uh, and and that's that's hard. Not everybody can do that. I, I, I'm still Absolutely. trying to manage that. Even when I think I'm doing the right mm-hmm. thing, sometimes it turns out <laughs> that it's not. You know, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it, it, it happens, you know. It's uh, especially right. when you're married. It, it happens. You you think you're doing the right thing, but you know, in essence, it it really it probably wasn't. You could have you could have mm-hmm. done it differently, and maybe right. had a better result. Right. So absolutely. Um, with, with, yeah. So with me navigating, I take things from from people that I that I love, people that I observed, uh, friends, uh, reading books, watching movies, you know, it's like, well, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, life tells its own story. Absolutely, absolutely. And one of the um, other interesting chapters that I found in this book uh, you talk about is the itch. And tell the folks out here, what is the itch? <laughs> I got lost you. Oh, you get it. Can you hear me? I hear you now. 
Okay. Uh, I said one of the other chapters I found that was, was very interesting in your book is entitled The Itch. And so for the folks out there, tell them a little bit about this chapter entitled The Itch. Well, The Itch is is related to the what the seven-year itch in marriages. Mm-hmm. And, and that's mm-hmm. when you start to, you know, get these notions or ideas. Uh, temptation comes along and you start to do things that maybe you shouldn't do. You know, you're getting flirtatious mm-hmm. with someone. Uh, you know, relationships can get stagnant, and you might start to look for that attention elsewhere. And somebody says, yeah, you look nice today, and you take that compliment and you run with it. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's, that's what the hitch is about, uh, just the little things that can derail you from from your past. Right. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and do you think that oftentimes um, the reason why um, marriages don't work out, is it because that people just forget to give their all? Like uh, one of the things that I never understood is why people, the the sh- the shift happens where things begin to change. You know, when you're first dating, things are going a certain way. You're doing certain things. They're treating you a certain way. Why do you think that people, once they've become married, um, sometimes people have that shift to where they no longer do the things they do? You know, I've had girlfriends who talked about, you know, well, you know, he doesn't, you know, he used to take me out to romantic dinners or he used to take me on trips or, or just simple things as a picnic. Why do we get away um, from doing those things um, when we get into marriage versus how things were in the early process or the stages of dating? Well, I think that's just it. You're, you're no longer dating. You're no longer chasing. Yeah. You know, right. You, you, you've caught that person. And mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. life intervenes. Um, yeah. In, in, in the beginning of the book, I talk about, you know, uh, are you marrying Kai? Uh, Right, and, uh, right. Or, or is, are you getting married for love or, or for money? Uh, mm. People put a lot into the makings of a wedding, and yeah. they don't think about the day after. That's right. And when, when, when things settle down and you, you're back into your routine, um, you know, you, you forget to do certain things. Uh, you, mm-hmm. you, you forget how to. Respond to one another as man, as a man and a woman, as opposed to husband and wife. Uh, mm. it, it, gets some, it just gets down to, you know, I'm working this many hours. I, I've got this on my plate. I got this to do. I got that to do. Uh, we'll get to that. You know, we'll, we'll go out. We'll, we'll go away somewhere. We'll get to that. Let's let's save mm-hmm. up a little more money first. Uh, right. You know, we and and I think that's what gets in the way. We forget how to be romantic uh, with one another. Uh, and you may see that a lot with, especially with couples that that you know, that have children, is that mm. that, that plays a, a huge part in the relationship because right. now the kids are taking up all your time, mm-hmm. and you know you may want to feel in one one of you may want to be intimate, but then the baby's in the room, you know the baby's up, right. or, you know uh, the kids have homework and and you have to help them with the homework, you have to get dinner ready, uh, you have to go over something from uh, that left over from work that you got to have ready for the next day. you got a PowerPoint presentation. All those mm-hmm. things interfere with that intimacy. 
And sometimes we, we do have to learn how to just slow it down and just hold one another. You know, just be mm-hmm. silent, just hold each other. And, and Absolutely. see what that feels like. I mean, how many yeah. people can say that out there that, you know, they take time in the evening uh, to just hold on to each other? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and what do you do in the process of when, um, and, and, and let's back it up a little bit too, as we were talking about earlier in the show, the love stage of how identifying that you are in love. And so what do you do in the midst of, because we've heard, different people talk about how they have expressed their love to someone, but that love wasn't reciprocated back to them. You know, in other words, you know, they were willing to do a lot for the person, sacrifice a lot for them, uh, but that love wasn't returned to them. How do you handle a situation where you feel that someone is just not ready to be loved? You know, maybe they're going through their own things. You know, what would be your advice to those individuals who, you know, have met someone, they, they've dated them, they've in a relationship, and they feel that they love them. However, the person that they're with is not on the same page. What should they do? Well, I mean, for that person, if you find yourself that this is a situation that you're in, Mm-hmm. We were talking about putting blinders on when it comes to love. Right. Probably what right. she's been right. doing. It's, mm. it more than likely has been there that this person is not returning those feelings uh, mm-hmm. or those thoughts, but you just right. overlook them because you're just you're just trudging ahead and mm-hmm. you've ignored all those signs. Right. Uh, it, it 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 takes for that person to tell you that this mm-hmm. I don't feel that way and. Yeah. And, and and that person knows if, if someone is has deep feelings for them. But if you let that person just go on with those feelings and you don't try to set them straight, then you're not being fair to that person. Mm, and I think that's absolutely. where a lot of things, you know, a lot of relationships turn upside down uh, when you're dating. And mm-hmm. one person has a notion that we're headed in this direction mm, all along. Yes. The other person's intention was, I'm just playing out the string. Mm. Uh, you've got to be open and honest with one another because right. one way or another, somebody's feelings are going to get hurt. Right. And, right. you know, that's not a, it's not a fun place to be uh, mm-hmm. when you're feeling rejected. Uh, yeah. you're, you're, those feelings that you say are not reciprocated. And, and you, put, you put yourself out there. I mean, you put yourself out there, that's where you bold move to take to put yourself out there and then that person says, Well, you know, I don't really feel that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're sitting there like, Well, damn why am I just <laughs> right. Way? Like I've expressed all <laughs> this to you. I've given you all this love, affection and time and, and this is what this is what I get. Yeah, because they they've certainly taken that affection and whether it's yeah. you know, you're taking them out to dinner, you're buying them flowers, giving them cards, doing all mm-hmm. the little romantic things. You're doing all of that, and they're receiving them graciously, and you never you never set the record straight. You, you, mm-hmm. That's what I mean by honesty, you know, in, those, in, yeah. uh, in that foundation. You've got to be honest with people. Yeah. It's, just, it's just not right. right. You're playing with someone's emotions. Even if that it hurts, be dangerous. because you hear a lot of times people aren't honest with people because they think, they will hurt that person, you know, hurt their feelings and so forth. So you should be honest even when it hurts. 
Yeah. And yeah, that's what I mean yeah. by, you know, you may have good intentions, right. but they're not always the best intentions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, right. it's not the best way to handle it. So, yeah, I don't mm-hmm. want to hurt this person, so I, I'm, I'm going to wait and, and, and I'm not going to be honest with you or tell them that I don't feel that way because I don't want to hurt right. their feelings. But you're doing more damage by not telling them. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and, and I definitely believe that. I think that, and I think it has to be a learning process. I think sometimes we are so insistent upon protecting um, other people's feelings um, that we don't realize, you know, the longer that you you, you stream things out and, and you don't talk about the things that you need, the longer um, and the worse damage that it could do. Uh, sometimes things can be worked out, but because of how we go about doing things, you know, um, and, you know, we might have said something or, you know, at a certain time we decide, okay, well, this is when I'm going to, to break the truth. And so had we just went ahead and said something early on, you know, the, the situation or relationship somehow could have eventually been saved, but because we kind of just went on with the flow of things, you know, it, it expanded into something um, a lot worse. And so uh, Larry um, at the end of the day, uh, when it comes to relationships, um, how do we manage them? Um, and um, oh, we have a question coming up here. Um, okay. Let's see here. Uh, area code two eight one, last digit six five eight eight. State your name and where you're calling from. My name is Reginald, and I'm calling from Houston, Texas. Welcome, Reginald. We are on with author Larry Miller of uh, Navigating Relationships, Managing the Ups and the Downs. you have a question or comment for us? Yes, I do. Uh, I've been listening to the show, uh, Mr. Miller, and I must say, man, it's uh, it's like looking at a reflection of myself in the mirror. Uh, it's, it's incredible for the simple fact I think we as men in general, we have a tendency to micromanage our emotions. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's very hard and difficult to find that person that we can confide in feeling as though that we can, quote, unquote, let that veil down and show that equal trust of vulnerability to that person. And I wanted to ask you, how did you get to a point in your life, as far as your life, as far as ups and downs, as far as dating, meeting different women, and then get to that point where you found that, person that equally yokes you where you felt comfortable enough that you could let that veil of vulnerability down and feel as though that if you did have a weak moment of vulnerability yourself as a man, that you knew that it would not be held against you, but you would have a woman that was going to hold you up and be there and love you unconditionally and work with you to work with you as a, as a team, not doing something that would be considered detrimental to hurt you because you've shown that sign of weakness at that particular moment in time. Yeah, I think it took me, took me some time to get that. I mean, I'm not, wasn't a, a Casanova or anything like that. I haven't had a bevy of women, you know, to, to brag upon. But the relationships right. that I did have, you know, they didn't work for whatever reason. But when I met my wife, uh, it was, I just I just felt that she was the person that I wanted to be with. Uh we talked for like six, seven hours on the phone, you know, the, 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 on the night that we met. And mm-hmm. it was like talking to somebody I had known all my life. 
And <laughs> I think that I think as as time grew on and and I developed feelings for her that I I couldn't let let the, my guard down. Now, and I'm being honest here, I was still entwined in a relationship that you know I was trying to get get out of. So it wasn't. You know, our beginning wasn't wasn't as clean as I wished it could have been, because it did have some effect on our relationship. Um, but because we we love each other the way that we do, and and we have that those cornerstones, we we we're weathering storms as as I speak. We're weathering storms. So, you know, I'm constantly navigating uh, my my life and and. What I've learned is that I can't be a solo captain. Right. And I think that's what my problem has been is that in in, in my desire to try and be the protector of everyone, I've, I've kind of steered off course. Uh, right. I have a partner, and and I didn't I didn't trust uh, her enough uh, as right. I should have. So now. I'm still learning, man. Believe me, I'm still learning. But we've been married oh, I, going on 30, I know. 30 years now. <laughs> you know, and uh, as I told Yaka earlier, I, I'm going to fight for dear life to hold on to to what I have because I I I cannot. I would not want to be out here today trying right. to find somebody. Uh, but yeah, man, I hope things are going good for you, and that you, that you have found, or you know, you're. You haven't given up looking for that person. You know, I've learned over the years, as you said before, I, we're just groomed as men. I know for me, watching my mother before mother and father before they passed away, they were married for almost close to forty years, and mm-hmm. I've seen how my I've seen how my father treated my mother. They worked together as a team. They respected one another, and I think we as men, as boys going into manhood. We want that in our lives, but we go through so many different trials and emotional tribulations, just, as you said, navigating through relationships. We're taught to be the breadwinners. We're taught to go out and be that person to provide for our families. And I think, as you said earlier, how life can get in the way. It's a big difference between dating someone. When you're dating someone, you can date, you see each other, but you're still able to do what you want to do as being a single person. But when you become Mm -hmm married and you become into a committed relationship, then all of a sudden you have other things that supersede that, paying bills, trying to take care of a household. If you have a child or children, then that becomes more important than everything else, and then you're trying to find time for one another. And it's 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 something else. It's 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 definitely, definitely challenging. Yeah. And you know I think you said something that's really important and that's finding time. Uh and I, and Bianca, maybe you could attest to this, but that's one of the mm-hmm. most critical things uh, that you hear is that we mm-hmm. don't spend enough time. Right. And and you know, and it's as I say, it's sometimes it's for us, it's it's hard for us to manage that intimacy, that time for intimacy, because we're too right. busy fixated on everything else. Right. Right. Absolutely. 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 <clears throat> well, I want to thank you so much for uh, taking my call. It was simply a pleasure to have an opportunity to speak with you. I truly appreciate the the wisdom that you are promoting. 
on the show, and just I want you to continue doing what you're doing. It's a great help for a lot of people out there, especially for a lot of us men out there to know that there's someone out there that really understands what we really go through on an everyday basis, mm-hmm. just dealing with life and the things that come along with it. Well, that's, 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 that's a beautiful thing to hear, man. I really appreciate that because, you know, as a writer, it's, you know, you're, you're putting your stuff out there and you don't know if anybody's, you know, reading it or feeling what you're, what you're feeling. But you know, when you hear those words, it, it, it inspires you to keep doing what you're doing. So I'll keep writing it. I'll, I'll keep writing or believe that. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, Reginald, for calling in. Oh, my pleasure. Have a lovely evening. You too. So, Rihanna, right. I wanted to read you something. I wanted Absolutely. to read you something as, as, as we were talking about, uh, you know, navigating through relationships. This is uh, mm-hmm. by far not one of my favorite pieces. It's called A Beautiful Mess. Uh, and it goes like hmm. this. We are not always going to get it right. Some days we'll be all smiles and glory, but at times we will have to pull ourselves through the fog. We love, we battle, we live. We may not be the perfect couple, but it's the, in- but it's the imperfections that make us unique and drawn to one another. We are like the sun and the moon during a solar eclipse, a rainbow, a rainbow across the sky after a thunderstorm. We are what the sculpture sees in a pile of clay. A beautiful mess. And that's, that's one of my favorite pieces. I think it just describes what, what many people, you know, endure in, in their in their relationship. Is that you have, those, you, you have those ups and downs and you have to weather those storms. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't uh, agree more. And uh, I, I, I definitely truly love this book. As I say, I, I, it's definitely something um, that hits on all subject parts, whether you're getting into the dating, thinking about getting married, married, infidelity, you name it, um, definitely covers all of it in this book. And so for the folks out there, um, Larry, tell them um, where they can go to purchase this book. You can get the book, and it's published through Rose Dog uh, Books. So if you Google Rose Dog, Rose Dog, uh, you you can search for the book. You can also go to my Facebook page uh, to get the links for the book. Uh, and mm-hmm. I have also have a, a, a Google page. You can go there. I do a lot of my writing there, a lot of my articles. A lot of inspirational pieces that that uh, that I write every day. Uh, you can find that there. Uh, if you if you Google my name, Larry D. Miller, you'll you'll get a lot of my work that will come up. I don't have a website, uh, but yeah, I'm all over the internet. So if you Google my name, you'll you'll come across my work. Awesome, 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 and um, of course. Um, at the end of the day, what do you want people to be able to take away from from reading this book? Well, I, I hope that they come away with some insight that it's it's okay to be to not to not be perfect to to have gone through some 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 trials um, mm-hmm. to maybe not have come from the the best family situation. Uh, but most of all, to be able to look at themselves in the mirror and say, I like the person that I see. Through everything that life has thrown my way, 
I'm still standing. Right. And and that's that's the message what I I, I really wanted to come across. You know, Absolutely. everybody has has issues and problems, and there's joys, but the joys are, are great. But it it's the other side of that that people need to know about uh, because we don't talk about it. Uh, depression. Absolutely. I talk about depression in this book. Uh, when people are depressed, they hide away. And, you know, that depression can just sink and, and sink you and sink you and until you until you your demise. So mm-hmm. I, I talk mm-hmm. a lot about being able to, to grab a hold of, of something, a, a, a person, uh, something you enjoy doing to try to pull yourself out of that. Uh, I'm a big advocate on uh, getting counseling, going, going to therapy, or joining a support group. Finding ways to to express those feelings to get them out so that you're not holding them inward. Uh, so it, I hope that people come away with 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 knowing that it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to have had a bad relationship uh, because at the end of the day, you you can love the person that stands as I said before you in the mirror. Love who that person is because that's where it starts. If you don't love who you are, that'd be hard for you to give love to someone yeah. else. Absolutely, absolutely agree. Absolutely agree. And um, you know, with this, I think it definitely um, allows you to look at not only examine relationships, but it also um, makes you examine yourself. And we talked about earlier in the show to making sure that you're on track. You know, before you step into new relationships or before you decide that you want to make a commitment with someone. And so um, I'm definitely loving this book. I definitely encourage all those who are out here listening to go and purchase it, and I'll be putting a link to it um, on um, our show pages as well so that you guys may have access to it as well. And so, Larry, I definitely um, appreciate you so much for coming on here. I'm glad we managed to work it out, out the, all the scheduling and, and get you here on the show. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed um, talking about um, all of this uh, with you this evening, and I hope you'll come back in, in 2017 and, and visit with me again. Oh, no doubt I would love to do that. I hope I have something to talk, to talk about in 2017. But I'm honored to be the last guest of the year, because as they say, the last takes <laughs> the best impression. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can definitely say the the last show uh, has definitely went off with a great bang and is going to uh, be beneficial to those who have listened tonight and those who will listen to it. I definitely know that. And um, if people want to contact you, um, how would they go about doing that as far as social media and all those great things? Okay, so, so you can. I have uh, two Facebook pages. One for one for the book. It's called Navigating Relationships. Uh, uh-huh. I have one for the first book, which is How to She Did Not Get Busted. Uh, or you can simply email me at LarryDMillerHotmail.com or LarryDMiller611 at gmail.com. Uh, if you have any questions uh, on the book, uh, feel free to contact me. Wonderful. Wonderful, and um, with that said, I hope you have a great rest of your evening, but most of all, I hope that 
2017 goes off uh, on a great note for you and hoping that 2017 definitely um, is a great a year of greatness for you and your family. And I thank you so much for supporting the show, supporting Anthony and I and all the things that we we do over here. I definitely appreciate you. I, hey, you guys have been wonderful to me. And whenever you have something going on, I, I'll put it up there. Uh, I'm, I'm a big proponent of, of sharing people's work and letting folks know what's out there. And uh, Anthony, I haven't talked to that guy in a while. I hope he's doing good too. <laughs> but uh, yes, tell him I'm waiting on his next book. <laughs> <laughs> we've been trying. We've been trying to work on him. Anthony's involved in so much. We're trying to get him to sit down. Um, for a little bit, and uh, so hopefully, hopefully we get him sit down a little in 2017. I don't know, but hopefully we can get him sit down long enough to actually write um, a second book. <laughs> oh yeah, well. yeah. He's, he's a man with a lot of wisdom. He's a lot, a lot yes, of wisdom. Yes, yes. Absolutely, yeah, thank you absolutely. So that you have, uh, you got. I hope that 2017 brings you nothing but but great joy. Thank you. Thank you. I definitely appreciate it. And you have a great evening. I'll be talking with you again soon. Okay, Bianca. Take care. All right. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye. All right, you guys. That was author Larry Miller of Navigating Relationships, Managing the Ups and the Downs. And uh, I will be sharing the link uh, with you guys on the beautiful show, uh, Butterfly Show page um, as well uh, so that you guys may have access to it. Um, and, and purchase it and all those great things. Great read. As I say, it covers many, many topics um, that you would definitely be able to gain insight from. So we are going to take a little break, but we're going to come back and wrap things up um, and let you guys know what you'll be in store for 2017. Uh, so you guys stay tuned. We'll be right back with more right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey, y'all. It's Coach Michelle Jackson. And when I'm not busy coaching, motivating, or writing, I listen to Bianca Fly on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Bianca Fly takes me high on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey everybody, how y'all doing? This is Lyrics Brown, author of the Law to the Hustle series 1 and 2. Also author of The Devil's Calling, Car 1, 2, and 3, all available on Amazon. And when I'm not writing, I'm listening to Bianca Fly here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Y'all be easy.
And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly, and I want to tell you guys how truly um, appreciative I am of you guys who have supported uh, the Beautiful Butterfly Show all of these years. We are going into year number nine, you guys, and so you guys continue to support the platform, support the guests, in all of our endeavors, um, YRN 1328 is definitely very appreciative of all that you guys continue to do to support us and push us um, to the next level. So we are beyond grateful for you guys. Uh, we are looking forward to all of the new guests and all of the new things that we will be a part of in 2017. So if you're out there, you got a brand, you got a business, you got music, um, you want to talk about relationships, all those great positive things, be our guest. And so all you have to do is submit your information uh, to yourradionetworks at gmail.com or if you want to be on the Beautiful Butterfly Show, you can submit your information at the B, the letter B, flyshow at gmail.com and um, let us know that you're interested in being a guest or if you um, have some interest in getting a commercial played on the air um, during our broadcast during the week, uh, feel free to submit your information there as well. Um, as I've always stated, we have a budget pretty much for everyone, um, so make sure that you connect with us um, one way or the other. We want to see everyone do well. We want to see everyone uh, grow in a great and positive way. Um, so with that said, folks, I definitely appreciate you guys so, so, so much. Uh, for all that you do and all that you have done uh, to push the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show, excuse me, the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show to all of what it is. And so with that said, folks, we are going to get ready to get out of here. I hope that you guys um, go out of 2016 on a great and positive note. I hope 2017 is super extraordinary um, and just feel with abundance of blessings for you guys. And so I appreciate you guys so much, and I appreciate uh, YRN1328 for allowing me uh, this platform um, and do what I love to do. So I am Bianca Fly, and I'll see you guys real soon. Take care.
Can you tell? 